How can you become a more impactful leader? If you're a successful CEO or entrepreneur, or more generally, you've got a great track record of success, it's a really important question. How can you multiply the impact that you're already making in the world? Well, in my experience working with some really extraordinary world-class leaders, I found that there are two key approaches. And the crazy thing is that most leaders focus almost exclusively on just one of those, which means that they're performing well below their potential. So today, I'm going to tell you what those two levers of personal impact are so that you can make bigger things happen with less blood, sweat and tears. Welcome to the Impact Multiplier CEO, helping you to 10x your financials, 10x your positive impact in the world and 10x the fun that you're having along the way. I'm Richard Medcalf, and I coach some of the most extraordinary entrepreneurs and CEOs on the planet, from founders running disruptive startups to CEOs of billion-dollar businesses on these very issues. So, are you ready to dive into the two levers of impact that every leader should master? Let's do it. I want to tell you the story of Andrew. He is uh, somebody I've worked with several times. He's a financial sector CEO. Uh, he was, came into his role a couple of years ago, has made a really big difference in the company in which he operates, which has been quite traditional. And he's loving his role. He's got big plans. And we explore these in one of our early conversations. And I asked him to paint the picture of what the next level of success would look like for him and for the business. And he explained his plans very clearly and lucidly. And I said, that's great. Sounds exciting. What's your confidence level on all of that? And he paused and he thought, and he said, yeah, about eight or nine out of 10. So I got curious. Here's somebody who's got big, ambitious plans, and he's actually very confident they're going to happen. And yet here we were in a coaching conversation. Clearly, there was something he was looking for. Something was missing in all of this. He started to scratch under the surface. And it started to occur to me that this was a very intellectual strategy that he'd built. And yet there wasn't a sense of daring. There wasn't a sense of uh, excitement, passion, purpose in all this. In other words, it sounded a very sensible plan, very doable. And that's how he was feeling, but it wasn't exciting. And perhaps he wasn't playing big enough. So we started to look at this and he kind of concurred. He said, yeah, this... Uh, you know, I'm in my role, relatively new, made a good impact so far. I can see that this is definitely achievable. But how far do I really want to stretch myself? How much can I really push the boundaries here of what's possible? Putting it another way, what do I want to do with this opportunity I've been given to really transform the business and create something magical? Do I want to kind of play it safe? Be the safe pair of hands that I'm known for? Just bring in a kind of a, a good um, but non-transformational outcome? Or do I want to build a real legacy? And we started to explore what that second path would look for like for him. So in that very discussion, there are these two key levers at play. And let's draw them out. So the first thing you can do if you want to be a more impactful leader is to be more strategic. In other words, focus your energy on those 10x opportunities that there are. 
We all only have a limited amount of time and attention and energy to deploy. And so clearly, uh, what we can do is always become more strategic with that use of time, focus on bigger issues, play a bigger game. Often what we do is we end up playing a little bit small and focusing on our comfort zone of what we know we can impact. It's what's made us successful last year, not necessarily what's going to make us successful next year. And Andrew had a bit of that going on. You know, he'd, uh, he had up-leveled the vision for the company. Uh, they were going after more markets, more opportunities. He had a great growth plan. Uh, and he admitted he was still a little bit in the weeds. He was still a little bit looking at, for example, how to roll out one additional product, product line to increase revenues. What he wasn't thinking about, perhaps, was well, how could he launch multiple product lines? How could he create a platform for his business? How could he open up a 10x market opportunity? So we can always get more strategic. There are a few key principles I talk about with my clients. I'll just share three of them here. One is to do fewer things, but better. Often when we put our attention behind a few key priorities, just two or three, we're going to go way further than we've tried to attack five or 10. Second thing is to define the game you actually want to play. Does Andrew want to play the game of increasing revenues by 10 or 20%, adding a new product line to the business? Or does he want to do something much more transformational in his industry, be more of a disruptor, uh, roll out perhaps multiple products, enter new markets? What's the game you want to play? That defines, again, how strategically we're operating. And also take bolder action than you've ever dared. You see, if Andrew's playing at something which he feels is an 8 out of 10 probability, chances are, there's way more upside he could explore. It might feel a bit edgy. He might not be sure at this point he can do it. But being strategic means putting your attention on those things to figure out, well, how could that become possible? So over to you. How strategic are you being in your attention and your use of time? And what's one thing you can do to set your sights just a little bit higher, to think about a higher order opportunity or higher order problem to solve. The next thing is often the one people miss. A lot of leaders know, understand they need to be strategic. And Andrew exactly had done that. He had been strategic in terms of building out a vision for the company, taking them off a very incremental revenue path to add a new line of business. So for him, he was already doing the intellectual work. And yet something was missing. And I see this very often with smart, capable leaders. They feel that their next level, the 10x or the, the breakthrough goals are going to come through a better plan. And so often that's not the case. What's often holding us back is what I call being more magnetic. So there's strategic and there's magnetic. If being strategic is 10xing the focus that we put, then being magnetic is 10xing the impact of the conversations that we're having. Leadership is all about conversations fundamentally. It's delivered one conversation at a time. And so if we want to create new outcomes, new realities in our world, in our life, in our business, we need to become more magnetic, more grounded, more on fire. Put it shortly, we need to be a leader that people want to follow. 
not just a leader with a plan. Now, most leaders I work with are charismatic. They know how to turn on the charm. They know how to do a good presentation. In my view, being magnetic goes beyond that. And I'll give you three elements that I think are core to it. And these elements actually come from my own experience. You might know I've talked many times about my own sister, Georgina, who was severely disabled. She had no education. She needed 24-hour care. But there were three things about her that were deeply impactful and made her an inspiring and magnetic individual. They were her determination, her joy, and her affection. And I put it to you that as a leader, those are three great traits to focus on if you want to become more magnetic. So determination, find the mission that sets you on fire. Find a purpose that's bigger than your own uh, second home or retirement or financial security. Find a purpose even bigger than the business that you're currently working on. And suddenly you stand for something. You become a leader that people are intrigued by, lean into. You are somebody who is creating something extraordinary in the world and you're determined to make it happen. Determination. Joy is another way of being magnetic. If people see that you're having fun, you're really enjoying what you do, that actually the stresses and pressures are not weighing you down, then that lifts people around you. They want to be with you. If you're having fun, they can have fun. And they want to go the extra mile. And then affection. You see, often we don't let people in. We focus so much on the tasks and on the goals and on the anxiety of what happens if they don't happen, that we, we fail to connect with ourselves and then we forget to connect deeply with other people and show them that we care. And when you know that somebody cares about you, well, that's magnetic. And so magnetic, if it's being strategic is to do with our doing and how we think and what we focus on, being magnetic is really about who we are, letting out our leadership personality inspiring ourselves so that we can inspire others. So over to you. What would being more magnetic look like for you in your leadership? So hopefully you see that story of Andrew. He was focused on being strategic, wasn't so focused about being magnetic. He hadn't tapped into his purpose. He hasn't really decided, you know, what's the mission that I'm on that I want to really commit to and show up with that sense of fun and passion. He wasn't showing up as the person to inspire his board. He was showing up kind of as somebody who would do what his board said and offer a sensible plan forward. And that's fine. But what game do you want to play? If you do want to be a force for good in the world and 10x your impact, then strategic and magnetic are your watchwords. And in fact, that for me is what I call the X quadrant. If you want to change the world, be more strategic and, being and be more magnetic. Because being strategic means you're chasing those exponential results. You're elevating your thinking accordingly. And being magnetic is that you've given up operating from your inner fears and frustrations and you're radiating purpose, fun and joy and you're inspiring those people around you because you're inspired yourself. So you can see that if you're strategic but not magnetic, you're going to be in the rat race. You're going to be uh, working on big goals, um, but it's going to perhaps be a bit of a grind. Um, and, and you're going to be in the rat race. Perhaps intellectually, it's interesting. 
but you're not necessarily magnetizing people to you and you're not necessarily pursuing the goals that are deeply inspiring to you. And if you're being magnetic and not strategic, you're probably a frustrated visionary. You're excited about the impact you'd love to make. You can see what you want to create in this world, but perhaps you're playing too small. Perhaps you're not focused on the things that really matter and perhaps you're spinning your wheels. But when we bring those things together, then we put our attention on the right areas. And then when we do that and we execute on that, people are drawn in. That's the X quadrant. And that's when you can become a force for good at scale. I hope you're enjoying this conversation. This is just a quick interlude to introduce you to two transformative programs that we run. The first is Rivendell, my exclusive group of top CEOs who are committed to transforming themselves, their businesses and the world. It's an incredible peer group and a deep coaching experience that will push you to new heights no matter how successful you've already been. The second is Impact Accelerator, a coaching program for executives who are ready to make a big leap forward in their own leadership. It's regularly described as life-changing and no other program provides such personal strategic clarity, a measurable shift in stakeholder perceptions and a world-class leadership development environment. Find out about both of these programs at xquadrant.com slash services. Now back to the conversation. Let's talk a little bit as way with example, just on this area of being magnetic about my personal journey. Of course, we can always become more strategic and more magnetic. I'm not saying that I've got there, but I have been on the journey. You see, I've always been a strategist. I think I strategized through my academic life. It's why I got top grades pretty much everywhere I went. I was a strategist in my career. I was able to basically gain the system, deliver the results I needed and, and get promoted very quickly. And I've always been a strategist in my job, in my roles. I was a strategy consultant, a partner. So I've always been a strategist. And I've always felt that the, you know, if you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And for me, my intellect, my brain was the hammer. So everything could be solved with an intellectual solution the strategic plan. And when I started my business, I thought, well, what clients want from me is that. They want me to be smart. It's how I was trained as a consultant, be the smartest person in the room. And I realized that's great. But after a while, I realized there's something more that my clients need. And it's, it's actually my personality. They don't just want a guy in a suit. They could go to many other consulting companies if they just want a guy in a suit. They actually want somebody perhaps warm, funny, it's me. I bring my personality. It's why I stick my Freddie Mercury picture behind me. Uh, it's why I, I do, I don't know, I throw in references to Blackadder and Lord of the Rings or whatever it is to represent who I am, what I enjoy. So as well as being smart, I introduce being fun and bringing my personality into that way of being. I became a little bit more magnetic. Clients responded to that. They liked it. My business grew. Then as I started to really focus on the world's top leaders, I realized being smart and fun, it's not enough. What else do they want from me? What else do, who else do I need to be to serve these people at the, my highest level? I realized that being inspirational was important. If I'm not inspiring them, why would they want to work with me? So I, so I had to dig deep. What's my mission? It's when I got clear on my own purpose 
to turn the top leaders in the world into forces for good at a scale they can't imagine. I realise that's so important to me because of my background, my own history. That's the mission I'm really serious about. I started to inspire them because I saw things in them that they couldn't see in themselves. My business grew. And then caring. I realised I needed to be more caring. I needed my clients to know that I had their back. I did care for them, but was I showing it? Was I actually expressing that warmth to my clients? Did they really know? I started to give them hugs when I saw them. I started to show that I really was on their side. And again, they responded. Some, one of my clients said, wow, this is amazing, Richard. Now I can truly be myself. I realized I was too busy performing and not relating. And as I added that component in, I became more magnetic and made bigger things happen. So this is just my journey that I'm on. I'm not a finished product. It's going to continue. But hopefully you can see that strategy is one thing and being magnetic is another. And they're both really important to creating results. So my question I want to leave you with in this episode is, what's your limiting factor right now? Do you need to become more strategic or more magnetic? And what will you do about it?